0: at zero, and another huge game is in the books.
1: Utah brings a blitz, Mendoza hit as he throws, and gets it to Jade. Knott, down the side, Quinton Jackson, flip sides,
2: and Barnes will keep, and
1: Bryson Barnes in the end zone. Touchdown, Utah! Mendoza for the end zone, touchdown, California! Second touchdown pass, 24 yards from Mendoza to Taj Davis. And the Bears at a quick strike to try to get back into the game. Sione Baki on the direct snap, and Bacchi And Bucky's first attempts as a rusher today in a Utah uniform, and he has run for 158 yards and two touchdowns.
0: All the reaction, the postgame interviews, and your phone calls. The Ute Postgame Show, presented by Science Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
3: And welcome on in to the U-Post game show. Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox here with you. Taking your phone calls here shortly, but Utes, they pull off the victory 34-14 to 14 over, Cal, uh, over the Cal Bears. And Christian, it's just like we thought it was going to go down. Bryson Barnes is going to come in there. You're going to sling it. You're going to see Sioni Vaki, and he was going to run for 150-plus yards, just how you predicted him, all right?
4: I think you predicted it, actually. <laughs> I think you said, I think I'm going to see some wrinkles today with Sioni Vaki. I think word for word is what I said. I said he only got one carry. I don't see him getting many more carries, but he was the number two back. Uh, obviously, Jaquinnon Jackson was – the number one and, and led the game with the touchdown. But little
3: Tyler Hunter action with uh, with Sione Vaki going both ways. That's and, right. And and the guy had 15 attempts for 158 yards and two touchdowns. And Jaquinta Jackson went out again, banged up. He went out limping, but he did come back in and he had himself a productive game. I mean, 22 uh, carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. And and Utah did. What they wanted to do, which was control the clock, they completely dominated dominated the time of possession. Uh, Utah, you know, that was the type of win that Kyle Whittingham probably drew out.
4: It's a classic win. I think I just tweeted that out. So if you're you're on your drive home and you're you left the game early or you left right in the fourth quarter and you're making your way back, uh, call in. But Utah ended up having 317 rushing yards, 128 passing yards. I think Bryson Barnes he ran the offense effectively. He made all the throws he needed to. He was fifteen for twenty-one. It's kind of weird. I, I didn't. You didn't have internet coverage at the stadium because it was so packed. But he completed a lot of passes. And as I go look at the yardage, he only had one hundred twenty-eight total. But he had some big throws. And one of those big throws he had was to to McLean on the edge. It was a forty-yard, uh, forty-one-yard I mean, pass McClain, on, the, yep. on the left on the left side. But the story of this game is, you know, the two-headed monster between Jaquindon Jackson and Sioni Vaki, but uh, and the the offense actually coming out to play. I said if they scored more than twenty-four points, they'd win, and I said if they scored more than thirty-one, we'd do a post-game party, 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 and that's what we're going to be doing. And it's so, about to
3: get crazy up and, in here.
4: And I'll just say, uh, as you look at, we'll, we'll dig into, you know, some of the, the different layers of what led to it. But um, you know, Utah gets two turnovers creates 14 points off of those turnovers. But there definitely was a spark uh, with Sione Vaki in the game. And when you saw him on fourth and one, where they'd struggled on fourth down against Oregon State, they didn't convert. Uh, you didn't see any Nate Johnson today. It was strictly Bryson Barnes. But uh, Sione Vaki just runs with a different level of, of burst. And he has some twitch and he makes people's miss. Um, he's uh, a very strong back kind of reminds me you know britain covey had this like nuance to him where he could just make people miss just at the last second make them miss you by eight inches uh jonah ellis has the same thing as a d end it, he just makes people miss just by that 12 inches or eight inches right. and then he's making people fall off of them so uh, uh awesome he's strong he's oh strong. A, off, jonah, yeah yeah jonah well jonah's he's strong he can do bull rush and we'll get into that a little later but Overall, Sione Vaki, you know, hopefully he can be healthy next week. But uh, 317 yards. When I was there at the first of the game, the offense couldn't move the ball. They couldn't run the ball. And to say at the end of this, to look at the stat line: 445 total yards, three three seventeen on the ground, ten for seventeen on third down. This looks more like a normal stat line for Utah. And it finally felt like there's some continuity. Uh, behind this offense. Yes, Cal is an awesome, but Cal had 240 yards rushing against Oregon State. Utah's defense held him to 66. And so the recipe works. Uh, Some fans may not like it. Vanilla offense, complimentary football, put him in tough situations for the defense to create turnovers. And Joan Ellis came up with a big strip sack to put Utah in a a good position to score. And then uh, Lander Barton had a big interception. So overall, uh, you know, this is... This, like you said, this is exactly follows the game plan or the game, the winning plan for success at Utah. Win in the f- fourth quarter. Win the turnover battle. Uh, win in all three phases, and they did that. And if you're on your way home from the game, you know,
3: feel free to call in, react. I mean, Utah is now gonna, they're 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 five and one heading into USC. This is the matchup that that you that you you wanted. You know, we talked about it in the pregame. We said this. I mean, my feeling was, and I think it was yours as well. Obviously, but that it was it was a must win. Uh, I mean, they they had to beat Cal. They had to, Descent. and they handled business. And now they're going to go, you know, out to USC to face them at five and one, uh, and. And so, I mean, it's it, you, the Utes are right where they want to be. Uh, if you want to call in and react to what you saw, you know, uh like you know wasn't pretty at times but th- i'm telling you this it was that was a that was a utah style uh you know win where you know you pound it you own the time of the possess- uh, own the time of possession uh, feel free to call in 801-575 zone that's 801-575-9663 uh, we'll take your calls uh, later on we'll we'll get sound well, you'll hear from Kyle Whittingham and some players got to imagine you're going to hear from Sioni Vaki uh as well as uh Bryce and Barnes and some some other players as well but about Jonah Ellis uh you know he he obviously is he got the starting uh, nod there on the defensive end and notched notched up to uh, another one and a half sacks and could have probably easy had almost had a couple more yeah. he, he missed him he missed uh, I think it was Mendoza on one of them barely like almost had a a string uh uh, uh, uh a shoelace str- uh, tackle um. Uh. And it was. It was. He had himself a tough game.
4: The fact that he has nine sacks on his on the year. um, Gotta be leading. Uh, he's leading, he leading, leading the, the nation. Now? Yeah, he definitely is. You saw. He still is. You saw Van Fillinger come back in. He got two sacks. One of them was a coverage sack. One of them he, he really got and deserved. It was good to see him out there. You also saw Connor O'Toole. I think he got a half sack with Joan on one of them. So you're getting people healthy back. Junior Tafuna played like a beast. Um, without him in the middle. Um, you don't have people bull rushing and holding point um, overall. The defense is super, super cohesive, um, but Jonah Ellis is, is special. And if you go watch him play, and this is why I love his story. If you go back and watch him against Florida last year, um, he was young. I think he was a freshman. Um, he missed a couple tackles. He just looked a bit more raw and this, this, the progression from last year to this year um, is, is light years. And where he's winning off the edge, unlike Connor O'Toole and Van Fillinger, who are a bit more uh, edge holders, uh, they'll hold the edge, they're not natural pass rushers yet, but they'll go get coverage sacks, and they'll go use their strength to, to bull rush and get to the backfield. He's more of a pure pass rusher. He's making people miss with finesse moves. He's actually setting them up to the outside and doing his spin move underneath. He's also just making tackles whiff with his speed and in his hand movement, and Again, as a as a pure pass rusher and, and watching the edge a lot, there really are not many DNs that actually can can do it this way. A, a, a lot of them just go bang their head and just try to force their way to the backfield. But football is a weird sport. It's played in a phone booth. Um, it's played in you know little three yards forward, two yards back. And uh, Britton Covey and, and uh, uh, Jonah Ellis and now Sione Vaki all have that little what i call uh twitchiness in like small little spaces just to make people barely miss and to keep going and uh it was pretty awesome to see all three of them play extremely well and it's good for Utah to get 34 points on the on the board and honestly be down 7 to 0 and come back and put on 24 unanswered points take control of the game and it kind of sets you up for a real nice showdown next week and I don't know what else you could ask for than a 34-14 win with Jaquin Jackson healthy. Uh you have a new little spark with Sioni Vaki if he can be healthy. And Bryson Barnes is the guy you're gonna ride. And uh maybe Nate Johnson, you keep him as a as a as like a little decoy next week because he didn't touch the field at all. But we said Were you surprised that he didn't I, touch I, the I field was, at all? I was. I what did I say in the pregame? Yeah. game? I think eighty percent Bryson, twenty percent don't do it at all, and they just said I think Bryson had he'd completed so many passes, and he made some plays with his feet like the old Cam Rising. It like was almost said. like
3: Cioni became uh, Nate Johnson essentially. I mean, yeah, I mean that he became the Nate Johnson.
4: But it, what's ironic is it's the same position that um, that Quinn and Jackson and Jalen Glover play. They weren't these weren't like special runs. One of them on right. this on the side touchdown. Yeah, it was a direct snap uh, on fourth down. It was a direct snap, but. He's making quicker reads. He's not waiting. He's not le- – uh, You remember Le'Veon Bell would just sit in the hole with the Pittsburgh Steelers and wait to make his decision. He's a plant-and-go, and he's running outside. I, I re- If you want to, like, sum up this game, there's really two plays you could do it in. One of them is the fourth-down conversion for Utah in the first half on, uh, on their 40, and he got a five- or six-yard gain. Right. And it was for the first time the offensive line and – all of the running backs were falling forward. So it's nice. I'm hoping his leg's not too banged up because you're going to need every bit of Sioni Vaki. You're going to need everybody to play extremely well, and you're going to need to score a lot of points on the road against SC. And uh, we forgot to mention, and we didn't get time to even talk about it, but you're going to be down a Cole Bishop to start the first half. But Yeah, that's something we got to talk about. But by golly, Nate Ritchie, he stepped in okay, but – uh, not having your all-American safety on the road against Caleb Williams is is not going to be a, a fun thing to prepare and talk about all
3: week. No, and we're going to talk more more about that. We're going to talk about that play because that one that one's a tough call. That one was uh, they made the call, and you could see him trying to turn his body. But uh, we'll talk about that more here in a sec. Let's get out to the zone phone and bring on Brady. Brady, you're on uh, the uh post game show with with Christian Cox.
5: Hey, go Utes! That was fun. It was fun and exciting. Hey, I got to say, Vaki, I think, was the exciting part, like you guys were saying. Um, The one thing that I noticed that I wish was (sighs) – Barnes is awesome in the pocket. I just wish he would go those first reads a little quicker. Um, He had a couple deep balls that were there, and then he checked down, and that almost cost us that interception, um, the one where they took that one away from Vele. Right. But, I mean, Vaki was a stud, like – Guys around me were like, who's this kid? I'm like, he's down there on the depth chart, but let's bring him up. So it was a good game, though. Uh, the refs heard about that uh, targeting call. We gave him a lot of noise there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why we got that turnaround down so quick, though. It was, it was loud. It was very loud in there. So. That,
3: thanks thanks for the call, Brady. That opens up a phone line, 801-575-ZONE, 801-575-9663. Uh yeah, that call. Let's get let's get back to let's get to that that Cole
4: Bishop call. Can I go one place real quick before yeah, go we go ahead. there? So what's interesting is we we Sione Vaki put together an Eric Weddle like performance, right? You have a safety come run the ball. He's obviously he ran really well in high school. He's only a sophomore. He was a true freshman last year. He shows up on film like last year, like Vaki. Who's this? And then he's just everywhere. Right. Like you see him make plays. He also dropped a ball. On third down, third and ten, it was right in his hands. He would have walked in for a touchdown, too. So you can't fault him. Uh, A guy that's just a a classic, I'd say, just a classic Utah stud that just shows up on film, delivers over and over. Like we said, he was 15 attempts for 158 yards, two touchdowns, 72-yard run that was long, Um, and he's just a baller. And, uh, yes, the Utah fans in that that fourth quarter – were loud and it was, it was again, not a full, full stadium today. And I don't, not surprised. Will it be full against Oregon? Absolutely. That's a barn burner right now, Washington, Oregon going on right now. But, um, Sione I'm giving my game ball to him. We don't need to, you know, hold that one back, but, um, the Cole Bishop hit and having him be out, that's going to be, that's going to definitely sting. And that's one of those weird things now with, with targeting, like even, he even got him with he, the shoulder, even he turned and, his shoulder, and, yeah. and like you, you accidentally bump him with your head. And it was more shoulder and then head, but they'd already made the call, and they can't, like, it has to be indisputable. And evidence. the
3: visual of it was, I mean, it's well, because he and he left his feet exactly. He left his feet, and I'm just like, we're, we're going. I mean, here we are back in the studio going back and forth. Ah, I think it's gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna be. I mean, we're uh, multiple reviews, and I'm like. I'm, I, you know, it's hard to say. I don't know, 50-50. and it's a a Pac-12 crew, so you never know which way it's going to well, go. But to but not have to not have Cole Bishop in that first half against USC is, uh, and I, you got Nate Ritchie, I, like he he's, but he's not Cole Bishop. Cole Bishop is is a stud. I mean, he's your leader out there I, it's in the, the secondary. Same.
4: Listen, nothing against Bryson. Bryson played a great game, effective. He he managed the game correctly. He made no mistakes. He completed for 71%. He had 122 quarterback rating. He's 15 for 21. He only he only almost threw only one interception, which is the one that was hit over the middle that Vele caught or he did. I, you had a better view from TV than me. But um, he uh, overall, he he managed the game well. And the only way you can go in the road to beat an SC team is if you get a surprise performance like Vaki. But guess what? Voki's not a surprise anymore. No, they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, we got a plan for number twenty-eight. He's so good. And then JaQuindon's foot should be back. Uh, Jalen Glover didn't play until the second half. He was six for twelve. Just doesn't. There's just a. There's a very. If you're getting passed up by a safety as the number two guy, yeah. uh, There's there's just clearly a difference on film and practice and effort. And this isn't me attacking Jalen Glover. I like him. I think he's super eloquent. But like, guess what? Uh, eloquence doesn't make you show up on film. Um, I'm hoping this can be like a lesson or something good that he can just be like, you know what, I'm going to go run with better pad level, and I'm going to go put my foot in the ground, and I'm going to go finish runs. Because guess who's coaches? Quinton Ganther. How did Quinton Ganther play when he was at Utah in 05 and 06? The guy was a maniac. Yeah. He he has one one of the biggest – Hits in the rivalry game as a running back when he ran, we truck sticks some BYU safety. You can go back and watch the film, right? That's what he's looking for. JaQuinta Jackson gives that, so does Vaki, and um, I'm optimistic. I'm listen. I'm not going to over rotate, but you should be extremely pleased with a 34-14 win. The offense actually put something together. Do you want more passing yards? Yes, but guess what? Your Bryson Barnes or QB, you're not going to get any more. You're going to have to win with 200 yards. 150 to 200 yards, rush for another 250 to 300, which SC's defense is very soft, very soft. It's doable. It's doable Um, with
3: with Bryson Barnes. I mean, his – I mean, I I don't think he's gone over 200 yards this year, has he?
4: No. I don't know. Uh, Has he even gone over 200 yards uh, at Utah? I think think Washington, he threw for 200. He's just not –
3: that's not what he is. Yeah, he might have barely. I feel like it was maybe under, but – uh, cause I think we were, we were, uh, Jake and Ben had like some, some f- funny little bet like on the show that, and, and, and Ben came with a, like a hard take that he was going to go over 200 yards and that was, Oh, the game against Florida and he Florida, had the 70 Florida. yards He had the 70 yards right out of the gate, and all of a sudden, before you knew it, in the first quarter he had, it was like 150 or 160 or something like that. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he's going to get it easily. And then he never got to 200.
4: Yeah, he hit 159 in Florida, 12 for 18, and 70 that came for one pass. So this is what you get with him, though. 71% completion percentage. Oregon State, 62% completion percentage uh Florida was 66 Baylor no surprise 30% that's why they pulled him so listen of 3 of 4 games of of the halves he's he's running the offense the offense to not make mistakes he didn't fumble he didn't throw an interception and that's why Andy Ludwig has given him the game ball to 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 play instead of Nate so
3: that defense uh I mean Utah in general I mean they were in fact, they talked about it. They, I don't think they had a penalty in the first three. I mean, they played. They three played. They were spot on. They three quarters. They had no no penalties, and it didn't happen until that fourth quarter. They had three penalties in that fourth quarter. I mean, it was a clean game. Uh, it was a clean game. Uh, that you know that as far as that goes, and and they were good. You know, the defense was. I mean, it was they had they held Cal to four of twelve on third downs. Uh, where they were they were ten of seventeen on third downs. I mean they were you know obviously a lot better. They were better in every facet of the game, and and it shows. Utes, Utes come out th- uh, victorious, thirty four to fourteen. Uh, we'll take more calls on the other side You'll, We'll also be hearing from uh, from Kyle Whittingham and the players. Uh, as, as, like I said, Utah, they take down the, the Cal Bears 34-14. You're listening to the Ute Post Game Show. Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
0: All the reaction, the post game interviews, and your phone calls. The Ute Post Game Show, presented by Zion's Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And welcome all back
3: to the U Post Game Show. Utes take down Cal, thirty-four to fourteen. Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox here with you. And uh, and by the way, if you're scoreboard watching, or we got a ball game with uh, Oregon and Washington. Washington's uh, they're in the red zone, on the verge of uh, of scoring, but uh, Oregon has a 33, uh, thirty-three to twenty-nine lead right now. Uh, That's a ball game right there. Yeah, and they
4: just scored back to back touchdowns within four minutes of each other. It's the fourth quarter, has outgained Washington, and Washington's on the 15, knocking on the door on third and six, trying to score to keep relevant. This is a huge game for the Pac 12. It's a huge game for Washington, who was 10 and 2 last year. Oh, my. And uh, just overthrew him out (laughs) of the end zone. And so. It's a barn burner. So, you're going to kick a field goal and be down 32-33, or are you going to go for it? And it looks like Penix Jr., he's limping around. He, he might be hurt, and Bo Nix is the real deal. And, listen, Utah's got to play both of these teams. One yeah. of them, they got to go up to Washington. And they got Oregon at home,
3: so I didn't think Bo Nix. You know, I seeing the struggles that he had at Auburn, I didn't think he was the real deal. And he last year he, electric, I was wrong. electric. I was so electric, so electric. And I'm
4: glad he came back. He's even better. Uh, I I had no idea his father had such heritage at in, in Auburn, but right. he's he's a baller. He's 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 the real deal. Well, let's get back
3: to this uh, this Utah Cal game uh, that we've been breaking down. Obviously, Ute's, Utes defense, whole you know. It has an unbelievable game. They hold Fernando Mendoza, 10 of 17, 149 yards and two touchdowns, one interception. Hey, we're here taking your calls, uh, reacting to this game here on the on the U-Post game show. Let's go out to the zone phone and bring on Casey. Casey, you're up next on the on the U-Post game show. What's going on, Casey?
5: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, what a game. That was awesome. Yeah, it was it legit. Felt like not, well, probably the first game that was uh, not stressful to watch and uh, enjoyable. But I got a question for you guys. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the quarterback situation, and this game was clearly different uh, from that perspective. Um, given my novice eyes, seeing the running back improvements, the offensive line improvements, and the quarterback improvements, do you think we've found something there uh, moving forward? What's what's kind of going to be the quarterback talk this week and all Jump off air and hear the
3: answer there. Th- thanks for the call, Casey. That opens up another phone line eight zero one five seven five zone eight zero one five seven five nine six six three. You heard him there, Christian. What do you think?
4: It's always nice nice to eat crow. I said this after the Baylor game. You just saw you saw glimpses of Nate Johnson in the fourth quarter. You saw a a, a young a young quarterback who could deliver. He brought he scored fourteen straight points the fourth quarter to, to reel Utah back. I said you won't ever see Bryson Barnes again. And the version of Nate Johnson was a very youthful rookie. The offense looked stagnated. It looked completely different. Like we talked about in the pregame, it was a a, a round hole and a square peg or whatever you want to call it. It wasn't working. And Bryson Barnes, there's a reason why he started last year against Washington mm-hmm. state on the road. Um, he's a game manager. He makes the right throws. He was efficient. He didn't make and he didn't throw interceptions. He didn't fumble the ball and he ran with his feet at the right time on third down like Cam Rising used to do. He's not Cam Rising. Let's stop wishing we had Cam Rising. We don't know if you'll ever get him back, but I think this gives you one step closer to some optimism about um, Bryson Barnes. Heck, uh, if you go on the road and put together that type of performance and maybe throw for 175, but you're controlling clock and running and creating turnovers and you're limiting Caleb Williams – if you score 34 points on the road, you might be able to beat SC. Might. But your defense has to play lights out against a Heisman, the Heisman uh, winner. You know what he does. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game next week. And so without Cole Bishop, it's going to be tough. But I don't think – I think Nate Johnson, the fact he didn't touch the field, is the signal to the fans and to everyone to say, we're going with Bryson. Let's give him a shot. Let's let him, Let's see what he can do. And the fact that Nate never came in, Nate never got a whiff because he was effective. Sione Vaki dropped a touchdown pass in on third down in the first drive. Um, he went 70% completion rate. Yeah, he didn't throw for much for 120 yards. He had a 40-yard uh, pass catch or throw. Uh, but I think I won't get overly rotated on excitement, but if you get this type of performance and the defense can create two turnovers and 14 points, I just – this is a home performance. You have a crowd right. behind you. um the road game I saw with with Bryson Barnes. he completed thirty one percent. He looked like a shell of himself. I don't have a big repertoire other than Washington state uh Baylor on the road, the Florida game he was good ish, and then this game he played great he 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 should be stoked he, It should be his position. I just you can't plan for cam rising back this year and you're five and one you have only your one and one impact 12 play uh you've got a really good shot to to go on the road against sc and pull off an upset and how will we be talking next saturday if they go in and beat right. caleb williams for the third straight time so there's going to be a lot of vitriol and um but i watched the colorado sc game uh colorado moved the ball ex- pretty well on them and um you just don't know where you're. That's get with at. the
3: Shador Sanders. It's he's pretty unbelievable. He's he's pretty special. I mean, yeah. he had he had uh, in that game last night. He had you know five touchdowns and he throws one interception, which was one costly interception. Yeah, the at last one exactly. One exactly the last one. Exactly, the last one. Yeah, was, yeah. But he's been. I mean, his and numbers he rushing, are. He had a rushing are, touchdown yeah, too. His his numbers are phenomenal. But but I've, it, it felt like in this game, uh, it, it felt like they were loading they were loading the box. You, you had Bryson Barnes probably was he was uh five of seven for like twenty seven yards until he made those two completions towards the end of 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 the second quarter where they ended up scoring because they got it all the way up to the goal line yeah uh, they ended up scoring there but before that point he was only five of seven for twenty seven yards he only had twenty seven yards passing yeah but it felt like the run game started opening up the pass game and all of a sudden they had to start start being like okay this guy he had to prove him that, that, he, that he could pass. Yeah. And that's what he finally, he finally did. He showed that he could pass a little bit.
4: And, and again, he was, again, I, I said I couldn't see the stats at the stadium. As a, as a spectator, he was making the right throws early, um, and he was delivering on time. It was coming out of his hand pretty fast. Receivers were catching it. Uh, but he was, he was setting him up for success. Like I said, Sioni's miss was in his hands, and nobody was ready for him. But Sione right. was uh, just a lightning rod. And if I go back and look at all the drives, the first drive you punted, the next drive you kicked a field goal, you missed it, uh, and it was a short field goal. But I think this was the the best part about the offense. We talked about being disjointed. You get a touchdown from the you start from your Cal 48. You then get a strip sack from Jonah Ellis uh, on the next drive with, with basically you scored with 26 uh, seconds to go in the, in the, Second quarter, so that's another touchdown. Oh, excuse Did me. They scored
3: a touchdown on the app following that strip sack. Um. So four. If that's the case, fourteen points off of uh, it was fourteen points.
4: Of, it was yep off of turnovers. Yep. So you got a touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. That was four straight drives. That was your twenty four unanswered points, and then you punted, you forfeited on downs, and then you came up with a touchdown on Vaki, and then a field goal to end the game. So, you finally saw in basically six drives, excuse me, eight drives, you scored on six of the eight drives. It felt like Utah couldn't score any points against Oregon State, and even before that, it was just brutally hard to to get anything going. And so the I, I think you're right with that, Lloyd, is the run game opened it up, but Bryson Barnes opened it up himself too. And Bryson Barnes created some first downs with his feet, I think that was the difference. This, he was elusive. He uh, like stepping up in the pocket yeah. and making things happen on third down. Was were you a little scared when he's like running around like a <laughs> chicken with his head cut off in the backfield? And you're like, just throw it or it was th- it was fourth and f- or third and five. Just just run for it. But overall, um, a great performance. And I-, I leave this game saying, okay, this is progress. Um, you're five and one going into a hostile environment. Maybe you can pull off an upset. Maybe you can do it with not the roster you thought you'd be going in with. If you had McKay Bernard, if you had Brant Keithy, if you had Cam Rising, you had Jonah Ellis, you had Cole Bishop, you had all these players, but guess what? You don't have them. Um, can you go in and, and pull off an upset against Caleb Williams? And um, I I think, you know, if you manage the game this way, no, don't throw interceptions and manage it correctly, you've, you've got a shot. And, uh, for all those who care, Oregon just stopped Washington on the goal line on fourth down. So they did not kick a field goal and they did not score. So it's 29 33. This Oregon team's pretty tough. They're actually, they are. They, they're, you know, where Oregon teams in the past have been kind of patsy and really speed and right. they don't like to tackle and yeah. get in there. Like they're, planning has them Lanning, playing some defense. Yeah, he, they're, they're doing Georgia stuff, you know? All right. Let's get out to the zone phone,
3: uh, and bring on, uh, Robin, Robin, you're on the the U Postgame Show. What's going on, my man?
6: How are you guys? Thanks for taking my call.
3: Good. How you doing, buddy? So,
6: doing good. So, Bryson's four zero as a starter, right? My man.
4: Well, I, <laughs> I think say, he is. I get. Well, I, I suppose you could call it that. I, he he That's did. Not oh. what I, he did, okay. uh, Baylor, Hold on. I'm, I'm like doing math in my Baylor, head right Baylor, now. I'm like, wait a sec. Baylor, he did start. He, <laughs> he did. did. <laughs> he did throw 30% and completed 30%, 5 for 16 and got benched. But they did win. So they did, he did win.
5: win. He, a he win. did You're right. win. He gets the win in baseball. Yeah. Hey, can't we appeal?
6: Uh, I'm sure we will try to appeal, but do you think there's a chance that they'll reverse Bishop's first
4: half suspension? You you could try. You can try, but I, I don't know I, if they're going to I don't think so. What's hard about that one is – he left his feet, and even though he was turning his shoulder and trying to use his shoulder, uh, shoulder helmets—it's the leaving of the feet. You know, listen, it's a fifty-fifty. It's a bummer, um, but I'm sure I'm sure they'll try. But uh, Nate Richie came in, and came in with a big sack. Listen, he did good. So after SC gets beat up tonight,
6: I think out of those three games, SC Washington and Oregon. SC's the one I think we have the best chance to win, so let's pull it together. Thanks for doing what you guys do, and I can't wait to hear the morning after. What's BYU down now? 64 to 11?
3: I don't even know. I'm not paying <laughs> no, attention. I'm not. Hey, I'm doing a U post-game show here, Robin. I'll watch that game when I get home. We don't need to rub those in until Jeez. we're actually in the same conference. They are who we thought they were. All right Robin thanks for the call. That opens up that opens up a phone line if you're if you're on your way home from this 34 to 14 uh, Utah win feel free to call in and react to the game. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 801-575 zone that's 801-575-9663. We're still uh, uh Wit is at the podium from what I understand like right now so we should be uh, getting some sound here coming up soon. Uh, and you'll hear from the from the, uh, from Wit as long along with the players but um, yeah, I had to think there for a second. I'm like, wait, he is 4-0. He, he's 4-0. Technically, he, yes. Te- he uh, is 4-0. Baseball, yes. But had he stayed in there against Baylor, they, there was no way they, they were coming 3-1. back I, in that game.
4: Listen, um, he's never thrown no. for more than 200 yards in his career yet. He threw for 176. He threw for 159 against Florida. Um, he made the pl- he made winning plays, and that's all this offense needs. Make winning plays Dude, and don't turn the ball over. The The running game is going to be there. That's why we rushed for 300 yards. He didn't fumble. He didn't throw interceptions. He completed over 70%. And like I said, Lloyd, and you mentioned this in the pregame, if he can make the poor man's cam rising type plays on third down, and you talked about a C- uh, Sione Vaki wrinkle, you were spot on on both of those takes, That there, Utah could be in a different position. And, he made him on third down. Sione Vaki made a big fourth, a fourth down conversion to then go score. And so that was the difference. It felt different. It was awesome to watch. The defense playing lights out like they usually do. And um, I, like, it's a, an amazing win. You're 5-1. and one, And now guess what you get to talk about? You're going on the road to the Coliseum to play a top-five team. Who we going to go watch play Notre Dame? Uh, a guy you played in the Pac-12 championship. A guy that's Caleb Williams, who is who is a generational player, according to scouts. He's electric. So, Samiah Vaughn, uh, no Cole Bishop. So, Nate Ritchie, get ready. There's going to be a lot of throwing over the middle, a lot of throwing deep. Right. And uh, can this defense slow them up? And can the offense run the ball to keep Caleb Williams off the field? So, this type of performance... Will work, but guess what? You're not playing um, Mendoza, a freshman who who, no. who was making good throws. But Caleb Williams is going to make that extra play with his feet. He's very dangerous. He's going to throw down no, field. You're
3: going up against so, one the of best. The, the, yeah, the best, yes, the, best, the best, best in college, co- yeah, the is best he, in college. He, he, right got, now. The he um, the be- got the award, a major
4: award. He's the best. got a major award. He got the major award of Heisman last year. So and he's, he's very be, well he's back he, to back.
3: He might it might be back to back. The guy I mean the guy he, is. No matter like, how much like I dislike touchdowns. what he puts on his fingernails, and he's a, he, he you know, just he's a little hair. bombastic, he, but he it's did like, cut his
4: hair. Let's give him
3: that. I'll give him that. But, but you know what? And the thing is, I gotta imagine Morgan Scally. He's not gonna be. And this team, this uh, Kyle Whittingham, this whole entire staff, this team. They're not gonna be celebrating this for very long. Not like at all. their focus is
4: oh, they, they, now. Like, well, what they are already starting. Well, what do they got in the next two weeks? This is exciting now, right? Right. You're through five and one. Um, uh, you want I want Oregon to beat Washington, uh, cause you got SC somehow you beat SC at home, which is, it's a, it's a long shot. It's a long shot to beat SC on the road next week, but you beat them and then you never know what happens to rice Eccles. You never know. No, I remember when the Oregon team was really good, came in and, uh, this is when they beat him back to back to then win the Pac-12 championship to go to the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. They destroyed them at home with Britton Covey and that team. That was a fun game. You never know. And uh, Rice-Eccles is definitely a home-field advantage. Um, The last time we were at the Coliseum, we got our first win at the Coliseum ever uh, with Cam Rising. And so this is a fun game to put to bed. Uh, They are going to be already in film. They're already watching Caleb Williams. They're going to break this one down, like you said, they're not even thinking about it tonight. They're honestly just moving on to SC right now. Well, what do you say? We, uh, we take a quick
3: break here. We'll get to uh, players and coaches on the other side, and we'll start to look ahead to, uh, uh, to you, this USC game a little bit more uh, on the other side. Uh, still time for you to call in and react. If you'd like to, 801-575-ZONE, 801-575-9663. You're listening to the Ute Post Game Show here with Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on 97.5 The KSL Zone.
0: All the reaction, the post-game interviews, and your phone calls. The Youth Post Game Show, presented by Zion's Bank, begins now on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone.
3: And welcome on back to the Ute Post Game Boy Show. We got Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, and Christian Cox... And Henry doing a little dancing. Yeah, Henry's over here. Henry's doing a little dance. Henry
4: Cox is joining us live in studio.
3: Did your did your did your uniform shrink?
4: I I think so. Is is that his old jersey? We washed it and it just you know with hot (laughs) water and it just shrunk two (laughs) sizes. it pays to be an eight-year-old boss over here that's what Henry is right
3: no kidding man uh but you got Utah coming away with a 34 to 14 win over the Cal Bears now they're set for a showdown with USC at the Coliseum next next week uh, next Saturday uh primetime game at six o'clock uh game that you're going to be able to see on Fox and uh we're we're gonna hear from Kyle Whittingham and the players uh we had Sione Vaki, Jonah Ellis, Jaquin Jackson and Bryson Barnes.
4: Could you hear from four better players as the players no, that kind, kind of talked
3: they 'em. They're kinda the ones that you need to hear from and and so we're gonna we're gonna hear him here coming up. You had uh, all those players are the ones that really did all the damage. And uh, most of the damage done in this game was with, with the rushing game. Utah has 317 Ooh. yards rushing. 158 of that from Sioni Vaki, Jaquin and Jackson, he had himself 94 of those. Oh, that's good uh, to three back. touchdowns between the two of those guys. And then you had Bryson Barnes, who, by the way, Bryson Barnes, I mean, the guy you talked about getting it done and having some of those key little runs that were big in getting on third, on down, third down, getting first moved downs, the chains. eight for fifty for for Bryson Barnes. So the guy got it done.
4: Oh, I didn't even think about that. He had fifty yards on 50 the ground. yards. Yeah. Listen, we talked about it. I I saw it on the on the film. He was making winning plays. Sione Vaki made winning plays. Uh and Jackson made winning plays. This game's not complicated if you're winning on third and fourth down and you keep moving the sticks. That's all you got to do. And there was definitely a spark from when you saw Sione Valky running the ball. He's bringing his pad level and speed, was winning on fourth downs. Um, awesome game overall, uh, 24 un- unanswered points by the Utes, some actual offense from Utah. He also missed a field goal. So there's more that probably could be there. And uh, if you get this type of balanced attack, Maybe you've got a shot against SC. You're going to have to come up with some big turnovers. It's, it's going to
3: need to be. I mean, by the way, this is probably. And you, you tell me if I'm wrong. This was probably their most complete game, and I'm talking about as far as defense and offense. Well, like, you, probably here, their
4: most complete. Well, here's well, here's the here's the irony, right? What do you say in a game when you've come out slow and you haven't played great? We got to start fast. They started slow. Utah started slow. No points. They scored 14, 10, and ten. One in the fourth quarter. Uh, won the turnover battle, but yes, I'd say their most complete game on offense, uh, most complete, their most complete defensive game. Florida, they were elite, UCLA, they were elite, right? Uh, they gave up a couple big uh plays to California, both of their touchdowns were big plays, but overall, this defense is just stout and solid. And what you get from Jonah Ellis is a freak pass rusher without having to blitz. Uh, you got a good sack from Nate Ritchie late in the game. Van Fillinger had two. You even had Connor O'Toole. He's back. He your was guy, there. You, guy you, had you making fun an of 83 on 81 <laughs> crime uh, that, where yeah. they met in the middle. I know you're, you're happy to have him back, but it's you're, you're finally getting the right folks back and and uh, what's exciting is you know you look at Caleb Williams next week and I think we should get to sound from those guys. But Caleb Williams overall, I'll just give you a quick stat line. He's got he's thrown for 22 touchdowns this year. Guess how many interceptions? Only one. He's got an 86 QBR. He has 1800 yards total. And overall, uh, just it's going to set up for an amazing showdown with Caleb Williams. But uh, it's going to be a barn burner of a game on the road at the Coliseum. And uh, Utah's five and one. You get a win. What more could you complain about? If you're a Utah fan, Not you a- better be smiling in your car. Because you're going to be on Fox next week, and maybe, just maybe, you can be 3-0 against Caleb Williams if you can get this type of offensive production.
3: Got a big one coming up next Saturday. Let's hear from the head coach of the Utes, Kyle Whittingham, who is up at the
2: podium. All right, uh, really good team win for us today. It was good to see the offense That's come feel like alive. you're judging me, right? Uh, nearly 450 yards, a uh, bunch of yards rushing. You know, that was really what was... Uh, What the difference in the game was today is our ability to run the football and and, uh, their inability to run the football. That was the most important factor. Uh, Did some other good things offensively. Good uh, third down, 10 of 17, so well over 50% uh, on third downs. Uh, Red zone production wasn't bad, five out of six. I think one or two of those were field goals. We we strive for touchdowns, obviously, but but to get in the red zone six times, that, that helps because we haven't been getting in the red zone that frequently. Uh, the last several weeks. So so that's a big positive. Uh, Sioni Vake really added to what we were doing on offense. He uh, provided a spark. Um, he saw his speed on that breakaway run there at the end. Also had another big gainer, 30-plus yards. Uh, converted some big third downs with some tough runs. Uh, so he was a big positive. Jaquin and Jackson, it's great to have him back. And uh, he came out of the game uh, healthy, so that's that's a big positive as well. He's had that nagging injury. And and so to see him be able to f- uh, finish the game was great. Uh, I thought Bryson Barnes was very efficient. He didn't throw for a bunch of yards, but uh, his completion percentage was very high. He took care of the football, uh, dodged a bullet a time or two, the balls that may have been able to be picked off. But but uh, <clears throat> anyway, he was uh, he was very positive. So... Uh, defense came up with some uh, turnovers, takeaways, set the offense up for short field a couple times, uh, put pressure on the quarterback. I don't know how many sacks we got. You guys probably know f- three, four, five, five sacks. So so good job there. Mikey Matthews, seven targets, seven catches. So he was productive. Uh, good to see Munir McLean get a chance to make a play up the field. That was a great ball by Bryson and a, a nice route and catch by uh, Munir. He had separation there. Uh, special teams was not a big factor in this game. Neither team really uh, did much, uh, good or bad, special teams wise. It was just not, not real prevalent. But, but uh, overall, good team win. Like I said, um, a lot of production, time of possession. We own the time of possession, almost 38 minutes to uh, 22 and change. So, so that's uh, one of another one of our trademarks when we're playing good football. That that happens. So, so. Uh, got some tough uh, tough games coming up obviously uh got to go to the coliseum next week that's a tough place to play and so uh no uh no time to really i guess we can enjoy this for about 24 hours and then get on to the next guy so questions all right, what led well uh, we hadn't been moving the ball much the last couple games um bryson uh, first of all it wasn't Known whether he's going to be healthy enough. He, he took a shot. You saw the shot he took in the game uh, a couple weeks ago. Had we had a game last week, he would not have been able to start. So, so the, the bye really helped us in that respect. But uh, just you know, thought he gave us the best chance to win this week, and, and that's really what it always boils down to is which guy or guys you know when you're looking at uh, different options of uh, of who's going to play. You know who gives you the best chance to win the game. That's that's the the uh, final analysis there
7: worried about bryson because he was in the hospital how surprised
2: were you that he was able to kind of come back as quickly as he did well he's a tough kid and uh, they went to the hospital primarily for precautionary reasons make sure there was nothing internal that they missed uh, fortunately it turned out just to be a you know some bruises uh, but if you've ever had bruised ribs, that's not pleasant. I mean those those things can be very painful. But uh he's a, like I said, he's a tough guy. Bryson Barnes is a is a throwback and, and a guy that uh, if he's able to play at all, he's gonna be out there. And they, they cleared him and uh, he got the nod and and you know, we got the win tonight or this afternoon. Was he taking the first
5: team reps all week?
2: Because you said you were gonna try to This week, yes. Last week didn't practice. The bye week did not practice. This week he got the first team reps.
5: Like, uh like, I guess, speakers, you guys were kind of struggling
4: with your identity as an offense. Uh-huh. And today you guys flipped it around. What are some of the things that you guys focused on in that bye week
7: to really kind of
2: figure things out? OK, well, first of all, running the ball more effectively. That's something that we pretty much do year in and year out. We didn't do that at Oregon State. We, we uh, didn't play well. I will give a lot of credit to their defense. They played outstanding on defense. And uh, you know, a lot of the, the reason why we weren't productive was because of their play. But that was job one, is to try to get that fixed, which we did. We rushed for, what, over 200, 250? No, whatever it was. Help me out, guys. Wow, 317. So really good rushing today. But uh, we also know that if we can loosen up the box by getting some balls up the field, then, then we'll thin that box out, and that'll it works hand-in-hand. Hand. And so that was another point of emphasis, is is uh, some play action, shots up the field, and and uh, trying to loosen things up and... and uh, I guess you could say it worked.
7: We saw Sione run it maybe once or twice. Last game. State. Yep. Uh, I guess what kind of led to the decision to try him out as much as you did today?
2: Well, when we lost uh, Makai Bernard, and then when JJ was down, and then uh, Chris Curry, although he wasn't hurt last week, he got hurt over the bye week, and he's out for the season. I guess I should tell you that. I did. We did announce that, but we didn't announce uh, Micah Pittman. He's out for the season as well. He, he'll be having surgery uh, soon. But uh, we started getting real thin at running back. That was the, that was the main impetus for, for uh, making the move. And Sione has a great offensive background. He was a really good offensive player in high school, uh, slot receiver and also carried the ball a little bit. So, so it's not a, it wasn't a big learning curve there. And he's uh, one of the most explosive players on the team. Quickness, uh, you know, speed-wise as well. So, so he's plus he's you know 210 pounds. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's got the body for it as far as being able to handle the. the uh, the physicality and so that was what went into the decision uh, against Oregon State he had a very small uh, list of plays Uh, coach Ludd did a great job expanding that to you know essentially about 15 plays this game that package will continue to expand those of you guys that have been around what we did with Eric Weddle several years ago what we did with Matt Osiada in the Asiata package that that's what this it's patterned after that so it's not something we've never done before and uh, that's you know he is the perfect guy for that role and going forward, you're going to continue to see him.
1: Are you watching his snap
2: count going both ways just to make sure you're not giving him to too much? Yeah, we we don't want to you know wear him out, but uh, you know we he's a he's a real durable, tough kid, and and uh, you see the guy at Colorado playing 100 plus snaps every week. Now, of course, he did get injured, but but we're conscious of that. Yes, we're conscious of that. We want to make sure that uh, we don't overdo it. Uh, you know, every game's different. It's really how he feels. If he's starting to get exhausted, then we got to give him a break, and we just kind of do it by uh, by how he feels. That, that's the plan. You know, this, today was the only day where he got extensive work. So, so going forward, that will be the, the way we handle it.
3: Okay. Wow, uh,
2: we are appealing it. Uh, I think that's already in motion. And uh, oh, I'm covering someone's mic. Sorry. Um, yeah, I I, I got to look at it on tape. I did see it on the board. I, I don't know. I just got to look at it again. It was a, a call that uh, was interesting. So we'll see what comes of it. You know, when you appeal them, I don't know if there's ever been one turned over. Uh, we haven't had one turned over, but or overturned. But uh, we'll see. But we are taking the steps to at least get some more clarification on it and why. Why was it targeting?
7: Price scramble out of the pocket and uh-huh. rushing yards. Um how how much more dynamic does that make your offense know that he has that in his pocket. He's able to, to rack up fifty or so. Yeah,
2: that's always a huge plus when your quarterback can extend plays and Bryson, even though he's not the fastest guy, he's very Uh, crafty and can maneuver in the pocket and has a feel for for where the openings are where they're going to be and uh, to have a quarterback that can you know when nothing's there in the throw game rather than taking a sack you know get out of there and get you five ten fifteen yards that's a that's a big difference and uh, really a problem for defensive coordinators as a former coordinator you hate that when you have everything defense just like you want and then you let the guy out of the pocket and he you know he goes and runs for the for the necessary yardage
7: said at the beginning of the week, you wanted to see the defense generate some more takeaways with yep. the offense in good, in better position. Did that twice today, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you make of uh, how they did in that regard?
2: Good. Not as, you know, we still, we, we shoot for four. If we can get four takeaways, uh, four and a score is, is a, a mantra that they use on defense. If we do that, I don't think we've ever lost when we've got four and a score. So that's the that's the goal. Um, we did not do it twice today, like you said. And I uh, hope you gave, Land- was Lander in here earlier? Barton, no, give him a hard time for getting tackled by a guy that was laying on the ground <laughs> Literally got tackled by a guy that was on the ground. So. Was there uh, a package
1: for Nate
2: that told the? No, nope. nope plan? Nate was not part of the game plan. He was number two, though. You know, had we, uh, you know, gotten to the number two quarterback, then, then uh, depending on circumstances, Nate was one of the candidates. Might have been Patari as well, but, but depending on circumstances. But those guys split the reps last week with the twos. You had Connor back today.
7: Um, you had Connor back today.
2: Yeah, Connor uh, is a tremendous pass rusher. I mean, you know how good uh, Jonah Ellis is, and Connor is right there with him. Uh, you know, we had to shut him down uh, later in the game. He wasn't able to finish the game, so we're hoping that we can, uh, you know, get that soreness out and, and have him for the next game because we need him and he's a, he's a really good player. And so is Van. Van was uh, out last game, and and uh, Van Fillinger, and and so to have three health, well, three ends that were able to play at least. You know, partially that that really took the stress off because we were down to the freshman kids, and and uh, not that we don't like them, we really think those freshmen have a high ceiling and a future, but but uh, just not quite yet ready to play.
3: There you go. That was uh, Kyle Whittingham following that Utah that thirty four fourteen win over Cal, and you heard him going to be a what are you going to appeal that the cold bishop yeah you have to you, you just got to do it. I don't think I don't think they're going to get it, but you got to you got. You need what is you idea
4: to appeal it? it? It's really the difference of it's nothing against Nate Richie. I think he can step in and do well. It's the difference of like Cam Rising versus, um, you know, uh, a Bryson Barnes quarterback. Like Cole Bishop is the quarterback of the defense, he puts everyone into position. Um, you need a guy like that on the road against Caleb Williams because he's going to come up and uh, set the tone in that first half. But just like Cam Rising. You can't plan on him for the rest of the year, and you can't plan on Cole Bishop for the first half of next week. But, man, what a nice win for Utah just to to get through Cal and to come up with 300 uh, rushing yards. Uh, Kyle didn't even realize that they had that many rushing yards. Uh, I, when you look at Bryson Barnes had 50 of it on his own. 150 of that came from uh, Sione Vaki, and it's a great recipe. If they can keep these guys healthy, control clock, um, you, you see, you flip a coin and maybe get lucky next week on the road. And uh, you've only beat USC one time on the road against them in the Coliseum. So why not make it back-to-back games? Why not make it three games in a row? It's gonna be nationally televised on Fox, like we said. Caleb Williams has twenty-two touchdowns, one interception, eighty-six QBR, eighteen hundred yards on the year. His kryptonite is his own ego, and uh, it is. Wonder, it gets you, the best of him sometimes. You wonder what you're gonna get next week, but. Uh, overall great performance you take the w and you get preparing for an sc game and then you got oregon the following week and this game is a barn burner 36 33 oregon out of bounds right now four seconds to go
3: about to go overtime
4: uh, probably going over if he makes the kick he could if miss he makes the kick listen utah missed a kick and so did Cal. the same distance so it'll be interesting to see
3: but you they're going to need obviously uh, uh you know to have uh to come out of of USC with a win, they're going to need you know obviously uh, another probably big performance from like a Sione Vaki, a man that went both ways. He went uh, you know on running the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. You need something else like that. You're going to need uh, Bryce and Barnes to to do kind of what he did, kind of manage the game a little bit as well. Uh, let's hear from uh, from the players real quick uh, before we wrap this thing up. Uh, you got Sione Vaki, Jonah Ellis, and by the way. Did they just miss? They
4: missed the fi- they missed the field goal. Yeah, they Scotty's in here. We're lucky. We got Scotty the Godfather in here with us. They missed the field goal. Pandemonium. Oregon is is lost. Washington stays undefeated. I don't know who Henry's cheering for over here. It looks like he's cheering for Washington. Who, are you, cheering for, who are you cheering for, Henry? He's cheering for Oregon. Washington.
3: Okay. And Washington pulls it off, thirty six to thirty three, final. Man, what a game! And now everybody's going to be questioning Dan Lanning for uh, for going for it on fourth down. And fourth down a,
4: on your own forty eight. You're giving forty eight on the road. You Why gotta, would you we, do we, that?
3: You just got done talking about their defense. Their defense is been playing
4: playing, playing really well. Yeah, it's silly. Money. All
3: right, but let's hear from Sione Vaki, Jonah Ellis, Jaquinin Jackson, and Bryson Barnes.
2: Yeah, I was pissed. Mm, yeah, that's basically what it was. I was just pissed off. Bryce, it seemed like the offense
1: is a little more together in control. How much of that was just your preparation just trying to you
6: know leave these guys? Oh, no, absolutely. Like, first of all, O block. I mean, I'm pretty sure we put up like almost 300 rushing yards. I mean, that, that, that's just a statement in and of itself. And, you know, when it comes to the quarterback's preparation, you know, you got to make sure that when you step in, it's a seamless process. And you're able to rally the guys together. You're calling that play in the huddle. You're calling it with confidence. Because if you're up there chew- in the huddle chewing rocks, it's going to get executed like you're chewing rocks. So you got to make sure you know you're preparing. So when that play comes out of your mouth, you know, it's the best play in football. What
5: changed between two weeks ago, three weeks ago to
6: today that things are looking better? Uh, I mean, my ribs feel better.
5: <laughs> Jonah, the defense you, know, you guys put a lot of pressure on their quarterbacks and, the, and what they were doing just kind of walk us through what kind of was going through your guys' minds today and how you approached them uh, Shoot, I mean that's how we kind of like try to approach every week is we can take pressure off our secondary for getting to that quarterback, making them scramble, making them make these throws that he doesn't want to throw as fast as we are so uh, we just got to keep doing that every week and I think we've been doing a good job and we can only just improve so Jonah
7: we had talked earlier in the week about Kyle saying he wanted the defense to maybe start generating some more takeaways, and you said that you were taking that personally, trying to put the offense in a better position. Obviously, two takeaways today lead to a short field. How good does it feel to be uh, involved in one of those yourself?
5: Oh, it's awesome, man, especially when the head man's asking for it. And I mean, we, we know we always need to get those takeaways. Like, uh, we have a whole bunch of st- statistics showing how, like, if we get the ball, if we take away the ball, we have a very high percent chance of winning that game. And so any time we can do that, it just raises those chances even higher. So uh, we just got to keep doing it every week, like I said, and just keep it rolling. Jonah,
7: how nice it have, was it to have Connor back out there
5: on the field with that defense? Oh it's, oh, it's awesome. Hey, man, man, man. I love it when our boys are out there with me. Uh, shoot, we, just, we miss Logan praying for him. But uh, it's awesome having all of our guys back. And uh, it's just so fun like being out with them and knowing that they're having success, too. And then earlier in Kyle talked about passing game needing improvement to relax the deep are the yeah, their defense for running. Just was that kind of the intent going into this, just we gotta develop a better passing game or what was kind of the strategy?
6: I feel like the strategy is just to be be able to execute. I feel like we've been kind of kind of like an engine, you know. You need, you need all c- cylinders firing at once for that sucker to go. And I feel like we were just kind of firing in certain aspects throughout the whole season. And once we're able to put all those cylinders together, you know, we're finally able to roll. So I feel like that's going to open up the passing game. It's going to open up the run game. You know, play action pass is going to open up as well when you're running the ball as well as we were. Right, so
5: just based on that, can you maybe quantify what
6: the ceiling is for this offense at this point? I mean, it's. I can't even. Put a ceiling there, you know. As long as we're executing, we're doing the things that we need to be doing. Trusting the coaches and the game plan, plan they have set in for us, there there is no ceiling. JJ, how
5: much does it help the offense to have Bucky with you kind of in that tandem? How much
2: does it help you? How much does it help the offense? Uh, it, it helps a lot. Just take some of the load off of some of us, but he's taking on a lot more load because he's playing both sides. But it, it's it's a big help. I'm 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 glad he actually you know doing his thing and helped us come out with the win.
1: JJ,
7: you been banged
6: up a bit, you know, Was it a good time for the bye just to kind of take a and
7: get and just get back to your Most definitely, most definitely. Bryson, you had that connection with Mikey a lot throughout the night. What have you seen from him that has made that connection work so
6: well? I mean, he's a young guy, and he's, he's come in since day one and has just really just mastered the playbook. And so when you have a dude that can master the playbook as well as he has, you know, you just you trust that he's going to be in the right spots at the right time. So that was really what kind of led to that. Bryson, you came into this game. Uh yeah, so yeah, you definitely don't want to be a one-dimensional quarterback, you know. You gotta be able to you know put your head down and run when you need to and you know protect 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 the ball, protect the team when you're running. And so yeah, it's you gotta be able to do it. Keep taking notes from JJ and we're gonna pump those numbers up a little
5: bit. <laughs> so do you do you expect to be a two-way player moving? The rest of the season, or is this just kind of whatever for you. You want say? Um, I'm just here to, to help the team. Whatever the coaches, you know, whatever the coaches need, I'm I'm here for it. Sammy, so, I mean, what was it like to show
0: so much offense and then still play defense and
5: make plays? Um, it was good. I was trying to act like I wasn't tired, but i <laughs> tired. So, but it was it was good, bro. How tired were you after that 72 year? touchdown? Uh, I don't know. I was the adrenaline was running when I got off the field. I was hecka tired, but
7: after that, just... your, uh, your 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 uh, teammate in the safety position, obviously gets that tough targeting call. I guess did you see that play and what was kind of your impression of it? Yeah,
5: I kind of you know we always try to you know hold each other high um and you know that's a lot of experience coming off the field i mean but we trust in in our depth and in, in nate richie as well as jono and bam to, to be able to step up and get the job done as well so i mean we trust in our players jj saw, I you,
7: saw you kind of shaking your head that obviously it seemed like you maybe kind of disagreed
2: with the call that was made by the refs. most definitely he didn't hit him i don't believe he hit him with his head it was a body shot he threw his body at him i don't see what they seen targeting so I feel like it was a bad
3: call. There you go. We're hearing from the Ute players uh, talking about that 34-14 to 14 win over Cal. Christian, final thoughts on this one. Final thoughts as far as we as as we head into a huge matchup between the the Utes and USC.
4: Well, we talked about it in the pregame. You know, if Utah scored over thirty one points, we'd have a postgame party, 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 and that's what we did. And this uh,
3: party's going to continue after I, this. I
4: like I like the analogy that um, the Bryson Barnes gave. It really, the Utah team as a as a as a unit have not played a complete game where all all areas have been firing on all cylinders, and for the first time. The offense felt like it was a cohesive unit. That's where you saw 24 unanswered points. Uh, the defense has come to play really every single game. Um, it makes defense a bit easier mm-hmm. when you know the offense is scoring. And you don't have to a- – every drive is a do or die to, to, to win the game. And um, if you get this type of effort against SC and Oregon or whoever, again, this is Cal, so let's put our reality glasses on. But if you play this same formula, meaning you get two turnovers and you protect the ball, um, you get 14 points off of them, uh, you win the rushing attack, you win in the fourth quarter, that's the recipe for, for, for winning. Um, the level of, of, of uh, teams you're going to be playing against and talent, Caleb Williams is a Heisman winner. He has 1,800 yards on the year, 22 touchdowns, one interception, one of the highest QBRs, but you've beat him twice. Um, you, he is beatable. Uh, But you're going to need Bryson Barnes to probably throw for 175, maybe 200, but control clock and and put And that is and maybe not if you get the turnovers, maybe, Uh, but something to be excited about. I I think for this USC week, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then you got Oregon at home. So what a better time to be a Utah fan being five and one and and, uh, playing SC on the road.
3: All right, that's going to do it for the U post game show. Uh, on the other side, and of course, don't forget. By the way, make sure you tune in. We got lots of program, extra programming for you uh, coming up on Sunday. Uh, you got the morning after podcast you can listen to, as well as first and twelve you can hear uh, right here on the zone. Uh, make sure you catch up on all the action between all the teams, uh, and it's all right here. Uh, you might as well start burning up those phone lines as far as you want if you want to react to the to the BYU. Uh, of course, the Cougars they fall to TCU forty four to eleven. You are going to hear the Cougar uh, post game show with Alex Kiry and and Jay Catch on the other side. You've been listening to the Ute post game show with Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, right here on ninety seven five, the KSL Sports Zone.